You're listening to the Dragon Ballers Podcast. This is episode 132. I'm JD. I'm Steven. Yes. Yes, I am. Hi. How's <laughs> it going? I don't know. How have you been? I feel like I haven't seen you at all. <laughs> it's been such a long time since I've seen you. That's crazy. Since you, we've graced each other with our presence. That's true. How has your week been? Good. <laughs> How was your weekend? Oh, it's good. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah. Just... Full of whimsy and wonder. And yes, and just like every other day of my life. Yeah. Basically. Really? Yeah. Oh, my life is full of whimsy. And wonder. Yes. Now, this weekend we went to Kamehakan. Kamehakan. And we had a, a grand old time. We sure did. We only went Saturday. Um, Friday, I couldn't get off work. Yeah. Early enough. And I regretted it Saturday morning because I wished we would have picked up our badges. Yeah. Friday night. That would have been a lot better. Yeah. And then we didn't go today because we're old and we're we're tired. We had things. Yeah, we had things. So mostly I did nothing. You did stuff. I had to study. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't Saturdays are my long study day, so mm-hmm. I had to make some. And I was study totally time. fine with just taking a day off and doing nothing. What the dump. Yeah. So we we're gonna talk about it today. Let's talk about we're it. We're gonna talk coming So if you're new oh wait, sorry. For those of you still listening, this is there the Dragon is. Ballers podcast, mm. where we talk about Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball Z, and today, uh, Dragon Ball Convention. Yes, a Kamehame, Kameha Khan. I got it yeah. in the end. If you're returning, welcome back. Um, we we saw one of you guys there. We know some of you other fans were there, and I'm sorry that we missed you. Um, we, we missed you. Yeah, we didn't miss you. Like... Bunch of people tweeted us like right after we left. Yeah, because I had my family lives up in Dallas, so we had dinner plans with them, and they live far away from the convention center where everybody was. So mm-hmm. I felt bad. So you guys that tweeted me asking to go out for drinks, and if we're still there, I apologize that we did not get to. It just didn't fit with our schedule this time. Next yeah. year, we'll plan better for knowing who's there. Yeah, and meeting up and doing Let something us know together. ahead of time, and yeah. we will carve out some time for you. Yeah. So let's talk about the con as a whole. Um, We showed up right before it opened. Yeah, we got there like 10 minutes before the gates opened, as it were. And the line was through the parking garage. It It was pretty insane. And it was funny because we pull up and we see like a small crowd of people, like yeah. maybe 30 or 40 people. Yeah. And JD's like, oh, good. There's There's at least... A few dozen people here. <laughs> That's what I said. I forgot there that might I be said about a hundred. <laughs> That's good. At least a hundred people showed up. And then we park, and it's like, oh no, we parked on the roof of the garage, right. and the line was up to the roof. There was a few thousand people there. Yeah, which is least. amazing. Yeah, that was really. It, I was blown away by it because sometimes you forget our fandom. Our fandom feels kind of niche and feels kind of like something that. Oh, it's a. It's okay for me to talk about the fact that I like Dragon Ball with other Dragon Ball people, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of people a there. Lot. Uh, which, a lot. A lot of uh, people wearing the Goku gi. Yeah, a lot of people in, as casual Vegeta. Mm-hmm. And then a lot... The most popular girl costume had to be Bulma from Dragon Ball. Yes. The bunny suit. The bunny... Which we're just now getting into in our Dragon Ball coverage. How funny. Yeah. It's like we time. They, they got the idea from us. Mm-hmm. They definitely did. It wasn't because it's like an iconic thing that happened. No, not at all. It's because we talked about it right. for a couple of weeks. Because most of them had never seen it, and we talked about it, and now they've seen it. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got plenty of time to put together this costume. <laughs> exactly. So... 
Um, it took a little bit to get in, but it was it was quicker than I thought it was going to be based off of the line size. Yeah, which I was grateful for mm-hmm. because I would have if we were waiting there like two three hours, I'd have been like, bump this noise. Yeah, uh, let's go have some lunch. Yeah, let's go get some in and out. We did do that later. We did. We did. Oh it. man, it was so good. And then uh, the convention floor was it was good size. They had a lot of cool vendors and a lot yeah. of things that we went around and looked at. There was some cool stuff. There was some cool art. There was some not so cool art. Yeah, there was one booth where I was like, that looks like my eight-year-old drew it. Yeah, I was like, if anyone buys any of that, then, you know, why are you ripping these people off? Right. Why are you making people pay money for this? I'm sorry. It just wasn't good. Yeah, I mean, we're not art critics. And it wasn't even like a stylistic thing. (laughs) The style was, maybe his style was to draw like an eight-year-old. Or maybe he did it all in Microsoft Paint. If he did it all in Microsoft and, Paint, that is very yeah, good. Yeah, if that's what he what he decided to do, then yes, it was amazing. But I think he was trying to play it off like it was oh, acceptable. Yeah. And I'm I sorry. I'm just I'm being very critical right, right now. If you've never been to a convention before, Artist Alley, convention floor with vendors, they're all basically the same. Yeah. Like we go to Comic Palooza every year, and then we went to Walker Stalker Con uh, one year, and we, Always as press because we're we're just press. We we are fancy pants, yeah. and so they're all very similar. So having been to a bunch in the past few years, um, that's never my favorite thing. I always go look, and if yeah. something like totally jumps out at me that I want to buy, I'll buy it. Like yeah. a couple years ago at Walker Soccer Con, I bought Super Saiyan, uh, Super Saiyan God Goku, right? The, the little the pop, pop figure. Yeah, and I'm glad I did because mm-hmm. I haven't seen any since at yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. But this one didn't. You saw a couple things that you knew. Yeah, bought. I was like, "Oh, that's that's cool and interesting," but I don't care that much to buy it, and I didn't have any cash on me, and I wasn't like, eh, "I'm not gonna, I'm not about to drop this much money on this little thing." That's not really, that's not really what my my game is. No, mine's much more find it for cheap somewhere, and then boom. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I haven't told you this. Oh, my my wife found one for me. And it's the guitar playing blind guy from Mad Max. Really? Yeah. With the flames coming out of the guitar. Hell yeah. Yeah. I didn't even tell you about it. Dude, that that's, was... <laughs> that's one of my favorite characters. I know. Like, he'll just be sitting there, like hanging. Yeah, he's like drooped <laughs> over. He's got the bungee like harness in. Damn. And then he wakes up, it's like, boom, and then flames shoot out. Yeah, I got that one. She got that one for me. <laughs> that's tremendous. On super sale. It was super cheap. Wow. Yeah, and I my probably wife, won't see it because I've never seen it before. My wife bought me the Deadpool one because our first Valentine's Day together, we ah, went and saw Deadpool. How romantic. She loved it. It's such it's a, a funny it's movie. It's a great movie. So. And yeah, my wife loves that one too. So. Yeah, it's a good time. We will be going see to see Deadpool 2 together. Oh, we will too. So there you go. Um, we could do a double date. Yeah, High we, five me. We went on your first date. Yes. We were there. You did. For the Harry Potter. I don't qualify that as our first date. Why not? Because you guys were there. It was a date. It wasn't. It wasn't. Okay. It was. Does she qualify it as your first date? Yes. Okay. That's all that matters. Well, she and I have very different ideas of what qualifies as a date. What's funny is that she's, hers is the only opinion that matters. You're not wrong. I know. Okay. Okay. And then they also had like a video game screen which was really cool and yes. they, they were playing fighters it's not fighter z it's fighters fighters and that everybody who said fighter z had their ass chewed yeah publicly like sorry you're wrong yeah 
Way to be a douche, Fighter Z. <laughs> You're such an idiot. It's Fighters. Mm. So I didn't know that. That was that was really cool, and I would have liked to have seen how that played out. Unfortunately, it was like in a really weird spot where people were also lining up for something else. They were lining up for our autographs. Oh, yeah. So the autograph was right around the corner. So like while we were watching, Christopher Sabat yeah, he was was, right had there. just showed up. Yeah. So the line was th- hundreds of people long. Mm-hmm. And they all they do is tape like little lines. They didn't have like stanchions. No. Which it, you could tell that it was the first time they've done this con and there's some kinks they need to work out. Mm-hmm. And that they, they'll get better as they go. Yeah. But as a, and uh, there was like people just standing right in front of the screen. And it's like, like that... That was where they had to stand because I don't know why. But yeah, they, they were, were waiting for their turn for around. the tournament for the other game they were playing. Yeah. And so they were like over shoulder looking and I just wanted to yell and be like, yo, move. Yeah. Move. Like there's a big ass screen and the whole viewing section is right behind you. But, you know, whatever. They didn't care. No. So, um, and then they had like a Saiyan pod, which was cool, but it was like 20 bucks to sit in. So I wasn't going to do that. Yeah, no. But like I said, all the floors are kind of the same. Why you go to conventions for me now is the panels. Panels. You get to hear a bunch of interesting questions asked at these people and stuff that you, you know, probably don't know because it's, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's kind they're a little obscure. Yeah. For sure. No one's going to be writing a biography about the voice of Vegeta. Right. Well, but, they should. Maybe Rio. Maybe. Because he, he's, he's barely, a freaking icon. Yes. Icon. An I icon. icon. I was going to say iconic, but my words are broken today. Yeah. Well, it's been a long weekend. So we went we went and looked at everything, and then we decided we were going to go just panels for the rest of the afternoon. So mm-hmm. we went and had lunch at a food truck. We got Korean barbecue. It was so good. It was. Like a bibimbap. And then we just went up to the main panel room and sat for the rest of the day. And it was it was really good. For the most part. It was <laughs> good. So the first panel was women of, right? Women the of women Dragon of Dragon Ball. Ball. So it's the voice mm-hmm. of Bulma, who, I did not know this, his voice more anime than anyone, anyone else in else America. Anyone else in America, yeah. Good for her. And yeah. I mean, I, Hello I Kitty. know a few things that she's been in, yeah. like Hello Kitty's when she was one. in uh, ADV stuff, so. Yeah. The voice of Android 21 mm-hmm. from Fighters. Yes. And then the voice of Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi was there. And, and then, then uh, Linda Young, yeah, the original Frieza. Frieza, which was cool. Yeah. And uh, Linda Young. So they told stories about what it's like to be women in voice acting and um, how it's always interesting, like when you have little kids and sometimes villains, women are the voices. Yeah. And um, Bulma has been more empowered in Dragon Ball Super, which she really appreciated. And she liked the way that she gets to play the character. Mm -hmm. And then the Android 21 girl, which I don't remember her name. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't remember. She was just happy to be part of the the world. Yeah, she was happy to be part of the gang. Because she grew up a fan of Dragon Ball. Mm -hmm. And once she got the call to be in it as Android 21, and then people like her performance. And there's a lot of voiceover in the Fighters game, Mm -hmm. which I... You know, I don't play the game because I suck at fighting games, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to spend my money on it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool. It was a nice way to start the day because yeah. these people, as voice actors, they talked a lot about the industry and breaking into the industry and how what, how that how to do it, like what they what they've done. Like, oh yeah, I was just a stage actor, and then someone was like, "Hey, did have you ever considered this?" And it's like, boom, there you go. Right, and a lot of them have second jobs. Yes, um, because, second and third job. Right. You're like, what the voice of Chi-Chi, she was like a, a real estate agent and a pet sitter. And a pet sitter. You know, yeah. so I, the other ones I think were 
Right. She was also married, and her husband does well. Right. So. right. I think the other ones were primarily voice actors. Like the voice of Bulma, I think that's all she does. She, Very well, probably. She works at the studio as well. Yeah, she's but, like a director, producer, yeah, writer, so what have you. She lives in the anime voiceover world, mm-hmm. and that's what she does. So that, that panel was cool. I enjoyed it. And yeah. then the next panel, though. Oh, that was just a hoot. <laughs> I've never laughed so yeah. hard. At a panel, like, ever. And I've seen some big... Like, I saw Stanley at a panel. He's not particularly funny, but yeah. iconic. And then I saw, like, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel. And you've seen some big panels. Mm-hmm. My favorite panel I'd seen before this was Serial uh, Pharrell from Game of Thrones, which uh-huh. you haven't watched. I haven't. But he did a panel, like, in a small-ass room at Comic Palooza, And so many people showed up because it's a Game of Thrones panel. Yeah. And he was the only Game of Thrones guy there. And Serial is... This cool ass character that like a water dancing sword fighting dude, he's mm-hmm. badass. So it was the voice of Future Trunks and the voice of Cell. Yeah, Damian Clark and uh, uh, Eric something or other. Yeah, Eric Hale. Yeah, I think so. And they, it was like a freaking show that they put on. They're good friends. They're really good friends. And like the way that it started off, like uh, the voice of Future Trunks just like walks in. He's like, "I'm starting this. Other guy's not here yet. I don't care. We're." Right. Go ahead, fire away the questions. And then Damien walked up, and he's like, I got lost. And he just walked on he stage. He walks on stage with a dog. He's got a Shih Tzu right. in his arm. Right. Just He's like, a, here's my dog, plops it down on the table. Right. And basically, what uh, the, it was hosted by Geek to 101, which is a big YouTube, uh, Dragon Ball YouTuber, who does good stuff. If you don't watch his channel, you mm-hmm. should. Like He's way more knowledgeable about Dragon Ball yeah. than we ever will be. Ever. I mean, he lives it. But and he does a great job, and he did a good job hosting. So for the women panel, he had to ask a lot of questions. But for this one, it was funny. Like he he tried to ask questions for like five minutes, and he's like, "Not no, no we're just gonna just let these people women. ask questions." Fans, go ahead because I mean, like the dynamic between those two was it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, he told a story about how they first met. They were filming some C roll film. Yeah, you know, some crazy unheard of movie where they were. Uh, a policeman interrogating someone right, right. and they were in a closet which was like tricked out to look like an interrogation room which right. i can't imagine a closet of that size no. but whatever and then um the voice of cell damien clark he lets one rip and doesn't tell the other guy doesn't tell eric that he's just farted in this closed off closet and so they're trying to do the scene, and it's just, he's about to pass out. Yeah, Eric had to stop filming. He's like, I cannot breathe in here. Got to open up some doors. Well, And you know, that happens sometimes. Yeah. Like, every now and then there's one that comes out, and it's just so bad that it's everything so has to pause. Mm-hmm. Like, my, my dad, we had an old, wow, dad, is, I hope he doesn't ever listen to this. We had an old, um, what is it, Suburban. And one time after we had like Jack in the Box tacos, Ugh. he let one go. And I swear the Suburban smelled like that for the rest of the time that we had it. Mm. For years. It just lingered. It just lingered. Like it stained the seats. I was oh, just, it was so bad. So it happens. Yeah. But I mean, they were super cool with the fans. Like the microphone, they couldn't see because of the light. So they moved the they microphone. They just grabbed up. the microphone and pulled it forward. They're like, all right, now I can see you. Now I'm not talking to... Nothing. Yeah. And they, they really took time. Like, they looked everybody in the eye, mm-hmm. answered their questions. They made fun of a, the stupid questions because you got to make fun of stupid questions. that's what you got to do. Like, if, you didn't, if your character didn't have any powers and you were stuck on a deserted island together, who would live longer? What kind of a question is that? Right. And that's what they said. They're like, I would just get off the island. No, no, you can't get off the island. Why can't I get off the you island? You can't use your powers. Oh, well, then I don't care. Right. <laughs> 
the whole point of me is my powers. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, my favorite story, they were talking about the game, Xenoverse 2. Uh-huh. And he's voicing Trunks. Oh, yes. And then one time at the end of, he says a line, he in Trunks' voice, he says, guys? He, like, finishes a line, and then, you know, he's waiting for their next cue, and they're like, you know, say, okay, try that again, or let's move on to the next line. But instead of that happening, he, the guy in the booth, he's just like, guys, what's what's next? But they didn't cut where they were supposed to at the end of the line. Yeah. They kept the part where he goes, guys? In his normal voice. In his normal voice, not Trunks' voice anymore. So, and so that was really funny. In the game, Trunks does his little line, and then he walks into a wall and says, guys? guys? <laughs> he said when it first came out, he got so much mail. <laughs> like, every con he went to, they asked him, like, what is this? What's, what's with the guys line? Well, And it was enlightening about the business because they were. he said, you know, sometimes we, we rush. Sometimes we have to get things done. He's like, listen, let me break it down for you. Every job is exactly the same. <laughs> Everybody fucks up something. Right. They just forgot to cut, and that's what happened. Right. Mistakes happen, and it made it into the final game. Yeah. Because through all of the playtesting and everything, that made it. That's genius. Yeah. And I, I haven't looked up the clip. I want to find it now, but I haven't oh, looked I it too. up yet. And then Damien Clark, I mean, and they also talked about the other voices that they've done mm-hmm. in Yu Yu Hakushu, right? Yeah, he was Tagoro. Yeah, he was like the is... uh, real, like... He was the second main bad guy, but that's the arc that everybody says is their favorite. It's the one with Tagoro in it. Well, and that Tagoro voice. Yeah, it's just like super deep. Like, uh, that's one of my favorite things about the whole weekend is listening to the guys with deep voices talk. You're mm-hmm. just like, like Christopher Sabat. Yeah. His voice is. His normal voice is just like, just insanely deep. Yeah. And I don't have, I wish. That I had a deep voice like that. Me too. Like my voice is kind of deep. Mine is not. But it's it's not like that. Like I feel like I could I could get voice acting work if I had a voice like that, right? Yeah. Be like, hey, you need we need a bad guy, you know. And yes, it, I can do that. It was frustrating to hear them all talk like, yo, I've been the voice of Doctor Claw and this and this and this and I'm like, oh, that's all these people with these deep ass voices. Mm-hmm. What the shit? Yeah, that's what they want. I mean, but. Uh, that guy Brian Drummond, who was Doctor Claw, he was also the high version of Vegeta. Yeah. The original Vegeta that we all came to know and love. Yeah, the princely Vegeta. Mm-hmm. So anything else about that panel you want to talk about? No. No, they were just, it made me really realize that these are tremendous, like, actors. Yeah, they're great actors. Tremendous people. Just, yeah, really good people. Just very likable. Yeah, like, I was like, I could be friends with both these dudes. Like, I wish, like, if I was a voice actor with these guys, I feel like I would be friends with them. Yeah. And that you could tell that they had a genuine friendship. They really cared mm-hmm. about each other. And they were super, like, uh, Trunks was super happy to come back in Super. And they were a little disappointed that Cell isn't going to make it back. They're like, maybe in the future. Yeah, they're like, where's Resurrection C? Yeah, because that'd be cool. Well, to see Cell come back? Like, we get a, we have had enough Frieza. Yeah. Bring Cell back. Cell wasn't as good. Well, no. But it would be interesting to have him come back for a little bit, even if it's just for like five episodes, mm. you know, see him somewhere. I disagree. That's fine. All right. The panel after that was Weiss and Beerus. That was a really good one. 
It that was, was like the food of Dragon Ball or whatever. Because that's all they like is food. Yeah, that's what they're all about. So and they so brought snacks. They brought snacks with them. They brought pudding. They brought a cake. They brought these like cookie things. Yeah, they brought Japanese snacks. Mm-hmm. They like. There's no writing in English on this package, but it looks like a cookie. It looks like an ice cream cone, but it tastes like a cookie. Here you go. And they were like throwing it out into the audience and giving it to every person who asked a question, yeah. which was great. It was great. Yeah. yeah. And it, again, it was very personable. Like the the mic had already been moved up, so they were looking everybody in the eye, and they were trying, you know, very hard to relate to these people, very hard to take mm-hmm. their questions seriously, because you know you get up in front of two thousand people and you ask a question. Sometimes you're gonna fuck it up. Yeah. Sometimes you're gonna ask something sometimes stupid. You're gonna ask how much dedicated wham you need. <laughs> exactly. I didn't feel like this was in that kind of situation. Nobody felt like really like pressured. They were just like having a conversation with them. They were nah. like. Hey, so voice of Beerus, yada yada, and it's just like, you know, they didn't stammer so hard they couldn't even say the words right anymore. And then they talked about how Beerus kept in Hakai in the English Hakai. in the English version, yes, which is really important and leads to another conversation that we can have another time. Mm-hmm. But they were like, you know, I feel like Hakai is so much more important of a word than destroy yeah. or destruction. He didn't want to change his attack name to destroy because I mean it it doesn't have the same impact that the word hakai does. Right. And that's something that, you know, any real anime fan is going to tell you, "Oh, I hate it when they change this to westernize it or whatever." Like special beam cannon? Right, like special beam cannon. However, I will say that there is a limit. Like you don't have to use the subtitle nakama and don't call everyone your nakama, yeah, because that's not a word that we use, right? Like that's not something that's familiar to us at all. You can say this is my friend, like that. That is the translation that you can use because you know if you're talking about your friend, but everyone's like, no, you have to say nakama because that's what they say in Japanese. And I'm like, no, that's yeah. not something that we say over here. Is that a word that you use in everyday conversation? But if it's like an attack name, yeah, go ahead, Hakai. I love that. Yeah, and. Uh, Weiss, uh, <laughs> a, a recurring theme, like if you have a Dragon Ball session, the next day you're not going to work. Yeah, your agent just clears your schedule for the next day or because so. Because of all the yelling and the the talk, the screaming that you have to do. But the voice of Weiss, he has a very high voice and he just talks like this the whole time. Yeah, and he, So he's like, yeah, I get to do sessions right after. It's great. Yeah, he's like, you know, I'm one of me and Android 17 are the only two characters who never, never really yell. yell. And 17 will yell in the tournament. And but Weiss won't. He'll be like, oh, oh. yeah. Oh. And he, he was the only one who said that he was trying to match the voice from Japan. Yes. Like, and someone even commented, they were like, you do an amazing job mimicking that voice perfectly. And he's like, yeah, I that is intentional 100%. And, he, and it's about the only one where I agree with it because yeah. Weiss. I don't know how else you could voice that character. Like, if you try to think about it, like it couldn't be deeper. Nope. It couldn't be a more plain or anything. It needs to be just the way that it's done. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate it. And it was funny in that one because uh, Future Trunks had told us, make fun of Ian's beard. Make all kinds of qu- Ask him a bunch of questions about his beard because he had to grow it out for some commercials he was doing. Yeah. And he's like, I want him to have some kind of breakdown right. by the end of the session. So the people started doing that. Like, they're like, what kind of product do you use in your beard? And he took it like a champ. Yeah. I mean, he did comment one time. He's at like, people waiting point, in line yeah. at a con to ask me questions about, about my, my beard. beard. That was my favorite part because it was actually starting to get to him. 
And that was the moment that everyone stopped, yeah. which I think was perfect. Yeah, because at that point, you're like, okay, we got it. He, yeah. he, he's, he gets the point. He's, he's having his little breakdown. We don't need to exacerbate like, this. He understands the joke. But, I mean, and you could tell that the two of them were great friends as well. And mm-hmm. they, like he, they, like sometime during the thing, he was like, like, how come you've never, in, uh, Beerus was like, how come you've never invited me over to have barbecue? He's like, I didn't know you liked barbecue. I'll have you over. What do you want me to cook? He's like, how about brisket? Okay. All right. This is how my, I cook it. I got my big green egg. Come on over. Right. He's like, I cook it like this. You know, I cook it to 225 and then I slice it and cut off the burn-ins and then put it back into it. It is very much what Weiss and Beerus would do. It was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, in... It was a great panel. And then after that, we we had moved for the Weiss panel because mm-hmm. we were there all day. Because the next panel was Vegeta panel. The three Vegetas. And they had been saying, okay, here's my biggest beef of the weekend. Here it comes. I just want to get this here off my comes. chest. They've been saying every panel, the first three rows are for VIP. The first three rows of like the whole All the way shebang. across. Yeah. Anything behind that is fair game. Mm-hmm. So we moved to the middle section about the seventh row back. Yeah. The very back row of, of the, the front first section. section. And as soon as the Vegeta panel is about to start, they're like, okay, this section is now VIP. And I'm like, what the, sh- what? They're like, the whole section, doesn't matter, you know, seven rows back, do not sit here unless you have the VIP badge. And then we were like, well, whatever, let's just go grab these seats. They were like a little bit off to the side, but yeah. we found a pair. And then they were like, okay, now everyone keep moving back because yeah. we have a lot of VIPs in here. And I was like, dude, you should have planned for this. Right. And one, they, they made an announcement. They're like, technically, this room is supposed to empty between every panel. I'm like, then you should have done that. Yeah. Somebody should say that. All right. Everybody get out and then come right back in. Mm-hmm. But so they didn't. They didn't do that. So that was a little annoying. Because and it, Again, it's the first con thing, learning, just communicating and making known the desires that you have to the audience. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of us, like, all we wanted to do was sit there and see the panels. Yeah. And it's a three Vegeta panel. Rio, Christopher Sabat, and... Brian Drummond. Brian Drummond, the original. OG, and then the, also the voice of the dub. And then we come to find out he voiced Vegeta, uh, copy Vegeta. Copy Vegeta in Dragon Ball Super, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah. And you, we, we watched the clip, and you can tell. Like, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. that's the Vegeta that I remember. It's really great hearing that again. And I was so glad that... I mean, that was Christopher Sabat's idea. Yeah. He was like, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna redo this voice and then just like add some kind of weird uh, effect to it. I want the original Vegeta coming back here. He gives him a call and is like, "Hey, can you do this?" And they were like, "Yeah, we made it work within like a week." Yeah. And so I thought that was really cool. So the thing about Vegeta, and we've talked about this before. If you look back at our very first episode, Vegeta is the best character by far in the show. Um, he's not Toriyama's favorite character. But he's everybody else's favorite character. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anyone who doesn't say that Vegeta is the best character in the mm-hmm. show. Like, I've never heard anyone say, yeah, Goku's the best character. Goku's the main character. Right. But that doesn't make him the best character. Mm-hmm. And even when I was on Inthcast, we did a show about antiheroes. Vegeta was Vegeta my number was, one mm-hmm. antihero in all of everything. Yep. But to hear them talk about the personal relationship that they have with Vegeta yeah. and... The, where they are in life because of Vegeta. Yeah, and I mean, Ryo Horikawa, he's been doing that for 32 years. Yeah. That's, I want to say that's more than half of his life. Oh, it has he's to be. He's getting up there, but I think he's spent more than half of his life 
as Vegeta. And they all talked about like this geek um Geekdom 101 didn't let didn't have any fan questions, which I think was good because it would have derailed. Yeah. He had very great questions for them. And he asked them about what was the moment in the series that was the hardest for you or your favorite time that you voiced the character? Yeah. And they all told beautiful stories. Yeah. And uh, Horikawa and Sabat, they both had the same answer for like what was the most like moving or whatever. Yeah. And it was when Vegeta says, Trunks, I've never held you before. Yeah. Um, let me do that because I'm about to kill myself. Right. Sacrificing. And just to see the progression that he's made. And R- Rio, I mean, he was told it the most poignantly and it was beautiful the way he did it because he said it in Japanese mm-hmm. and he had two translators right next to him who wrote it down and one of the girls was a huge fan and is like yeah and you could tell that like this was the her moment this was her shining moment this was when she was taking high school in Japanese she was like maybe one day I'll get to translate something that the voice of Vegeta says right and, but she did a great job like it like she they would they worked super hard to make sure that they got his whole answer mm-hmm. and everything for him but he, the way he talked about Vegeta, he's like, you know, he started off, he was nothing. Then he, then he started to have something to fight for his family mm-hmm. and his say in pride and his wife and kids. And just to see him go through this progression to where he was, you know, just basically the Prince of Saiyans who was trying to destroy everything and killed Nappa just because Nappa was shitty for one moment. Yeah. To where he is now is amazing. Yeah. It was it was a really good panel. I was glad that we stuck around for that. Yeah, and then I'm trying to think what else. Like the way they talked about how they got to try again with Kai, because and you never think about that. Yeah, they redid the whole thing. Yeah, and like knowing the difference between um, not knowing what was going to happen with this character the first time that you record it versus where you know the character is going, like how that affects your performance. Yeah. And Rio, he said, which was shocking to everybody, he's like, I, a lot of people have said that I didn't do a good a job with Kai that I did with the original. And he's like, I'm sorry. And everybody was like, what, what are you talking about? No, it was amazing. It was, and that's what Christopher Sabat said. He's like, I've listened to every single line of dialogue you've ever done for this character mm-hmm. more than once. You are incredible. Yeah. And in Super, he is incredible. I mean, yes. Yeah. He is definitely the best in Super, hands down. Yeah. Especially during the tournament. Yeah. I mean, when he, the way he yells it, uh-huh. and then when he's dying and not dying, but getting knocked out and throws his little energy to help Goku. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's tremendous work. Yeah. Tremendous work. For sure. And then uh, at the end, he, he find out he could speak English a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, everyone in Japan is required to learn English. They just don't do it very well. And so like you could, it was very broken. It cracked me up. Yeah. Everyone just like gasped when they heard him speak English. And I was like, this is something that they actually have to do. It was so funny though. Cause he's like, I, I really want to ask you a question. We're like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> and he had a question in, the mutual respect that the three of them had for each other mm-hmm. and the way that they talk about. Yeah. And I mean, I'll, just from Horikawa, just like the respect that he had for the other two Vegetas, you know, the dub versions. Like, I was like, dang, that's really cool because I would probably be really high and mighty about it. Be like, yeah, you guys are cute and all, but I'm the original. Right. Like, I made this character. All right. You guys are just mimicking me. Not even mimicking, but just like, I don't know. But he really 
was had a profound respect for them. Yeah, and I thought was incredible. The fact that he's even watched them do their voice yeah, work. He's like, I've heard and seen your guys' work, and it's good. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, it was beautiful. It was a tremendous panel. And then at the end, we posted on Twitter, they did a group Big Bang Attack, which mm-hmm. was super cool. Yeah. You know, all like, three of them. Yeah. The, the, the voice, Vegeta through the generations, 30 mm-hmm. years of the character. And it's so interesting to hear all of them talk about how this character, a character has been part of their life for so long. Yeah. Like you grow up with the character and you really get to dive into who the character is. And the fandom that's so rabid. You know, which I didn't understand until this weekend, uh-huh. how crazy some of them are. Mm-hmm. You know, just the respect and the love. And, you know, sometimes our community can seem a little toxic. <laughs> for sure. sure. But it, I didn't feel any of that this nope, weekend. Nope, not at all. It was a joyous celebration of Dragon Ball and the Dragon Ball world that we mm-hmm. all participate in. Absolutely. So, and we did get to meet a fan, which was yes. awesome. Elver uh, came and found Elver. us. And uh, we gave him a shirt and he gave us some stickers and uh, the Android stickers. And, and he some shook our hand stickers. about 10 times a piece. Yeah, he gave us a hug. I was like, oh, what's up? <laughs> Thanks, man. Which, you know, it didn't bother me. It was just kind of surprising. And mm-hmm. he, you know, it was just, it was cool to hear someone say how grateful they were for yeah. our show. I and, just love the way that he walked up to us and goes, well, any dang way, guys. Yeah. And I was like, I know that. <laughs> yeah. I know who's. Am I, who, how did I get behind me? But then, no, yeah. it was Elver, and he, it was awesome. Yeah. He brought his kid and, you know, just had a good time introducing his, his kid. nephew. Oh, nephew? Sorry. Yeah. Get it right. I'm sorry. Pal. I, I heard him say something. I was distracted. Yeah. So, it was a good time. It was Definitely. a good time. And, it, you know, we didn't go the last day because Vegeta is kind of how we wanted to yeah, finish it. Yeah. Anything after that would have just left a different taste in our mouth. Yeah. And, and uh, it, it was awesome. we were satisfied. Yeah, it was great, and very glad that we went. And thank you to the guys who organized and every and all the voice actors for t- participating because mm-hmm. it was awesome. Absolutely. So that's our show this week. Yeah, I hope you liked it. Yeah. So we're gonna talk. Uh, we got a couple of reviews that we didn't read last week because we went long on uh, Infinity Wars. Yeah, and so it wouldn't make sense up. to talk about our Dragon Ball Super reviews in. Uh, Infinity War. No. Do you want me to read this first one? Either way, bro. I'll let you decide. Well, you read the first one, okay, then. I'll read the, read the second one. <laughs> Ulfric, the bridge builder. Ulfric, you bridge building motherfucker. And <laughs> listen to me, guys. I build bridges. <laughs> well, I'm listening. Five stars. I don't have the time nor energy to sit through the original Dragon Ball and the Super Dub, but I do have time to listen to two nerds talk, describe each episode while I work, so I don't need to. This is honestly a really great podcast that I enjoy every Monday. I really wish it would occur a little more often, but I completely understand you two have other things to attend to. Please keep doing the Dragon Ball episode and Future Trunks episode in the same podcast. Much love from another D-bag, Heart. All right, D-bag, Ulfric. Thanks, Ulfric. Do you really build bridges? I hope so. Have you built any bridges that I know of? Because that would be cool. Like the Golden Gate Bridge? Are you like 200 years old? I mean... (laughs) Did you do it? Ulfric, is that you? Thank you, sir. All right, this next one is from B Barbosa 13 or Barbosa 13. Seven stars. He says, I don't like the comparison between you guys and Super Dope. It's two different shows. One is nicely produced and the other is a hot mess, but raw. I enjoy both. I get two different theories. Never watched Dragon Ball, but thanks to you guys, I'm considering. Keep it up. All right. Yep. I mean, that is. Yeah, awesome. I, yeah, I don't understand the comparison between us either. I don't. Other know than why the fact th- that we both do podcasts on Dragon, Dragon Ball. Ball Super, 
but, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. There are different people. There's plenty of podcasts out there. Yeah. If you do it, if you want our show, cool. If you want their show, awesome. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's different tastes. <laughs> yeah. I think that it's cool that you can enjoy both. Yeah. That's really awesome. You know what you're getting when you come here. You know what you're getting when you go there. Right. And they're good guys. We would never talk shit about them. Ever. No. I mean, and yeah, they, their podcast is much longer than ours, much more raw, but it's, it's just different. And that's the way they do it because that's who they are. Mm-hmm. So. We're not here to people please everyone. But you're running if- a judgment center. <laughs> Yeah, if you like ours, cool. If you like theirs, also cool. Right, and like we said, you know, there's no need to be toxic in this community. Everybody Absolutely loves Dragon not. Ball, and that's what we have the same. Yeah, this is all about loving Dragon Ball. Right. It's not about whose podcast is better. It doesn't matter. No. They're not even the same. Exactly. Exactly. So you are 100% right, Barbosa. Thank yeah. you for calling everyone out on that. Right. Everyone listen up to Barbosa. He's right. Right. So that's our show for the week. We didn't cover any episodes of an anime because we had we had cool. other things to do. Right. So we'll be specifically back. going to a con. Yeah, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, though, there's a couple things you could do for us. If you don't follow us on Twitter, you should. Our Twitter, mine is at Real JD Lee. I'm at Stephen the Brit. And you can always follow our show at Dragon underscore Baller underscore Z. So um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week with something strange and mysterious. Oh, Haru.